In today's gospel, the author gives us a metaphor of a narrow gate. And just like in Luke's parables, we have an antagonist stirring the pot. But unlike the other parables, the antagonist is not of Pharisees or Sadducees, but a nondescript person. We don't even know if they're a man or a woman or a child. The point is, it could be anyone. It could be any one of us. Now this person asks Jesus to give him a quote on how many people will make it to heaven. And you may have noticed, Jesus evades the question, this challenge to define the limits of God's grace. Instead, he encourages people to respond to God's offer to take charge of their lives. The narrow gate is not there to restrict access. The narrowness of the, great, of the gate is there to emphasize the zealous, disciplined effort needed to gain entry. How few or how many is beside the point. The point is we must strive to get through the narrow gate. And the Greek word agonizomai is translated as strive in this, in this gospel. And this word has the same root as the word we get from Greek that means agony. And our struggle to enter the gate must be so incredibly motivated by the summons of God and so focused on our response to that summons as to be described as agony. Agony that involves the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. And focusing on our summons from God involves changing our lives to conform to his teachings. It may mean doing more with our lives. It may mean getting uncomfortable. It may mean giving up things in our lives. And that's the big one, isn't it? We, we don't like to give up things. But we cannot get through the narrow gate if we are carrying too much cumbersome baggage. Now just ask any young parent who is holding a toddler in one hand and, bag and balancing two carry-on bags in the other as they try to navigate the narrow aisles of a modern jetway. So what is, what is some of our baggage? Maybe we think we're holy enough already. After all, we share a meal with Jesus at least once a week at, their, at our altar. We know all of his teachings. We know the Bible. We can quote the Bible. We know everything that's in the catechism. We know everything that's not in the catechism. We follow all the rules. And we think that only us and those like us are going to get through that narrow gate. Or maybe it's when we're in the presence of Jesus Christ here in the sanctuary, when we're in his presence, do we truly believe that he is present in the Eucharist? 
Do we believe that he is the son of God? And do we long vigorously for the reign of God that he proclaims? I think maybe the biggest bag of all is we think that we know Jesus Christ, but do we really? Luke tells us that the ones that were shut out will say they ate and they drank with Jesus. They knew that he taught in their streets, in their synagogues. But did they really know Jesus? Or was their relationship just a a casual association rather than a genuine commitment to him? Did they take, take, take his teachings to heart? The gospel today challenges us to be disciples internally, not just externally. You know, we may go to Mass, identify ourselves as Christians to others, have our sacramental certificates framed and hanging on our walls, wear our crosses, and be armed with our rosaries, but that is not enough. Our Christian responsibility does not end when we walk out of Mass. True discipleship requires true obedience to the teaching that the Lord gives us. It requires an actual union with the one whose table we are invited to sit. The narrow gate is not a barrier, but a moment of golden opportunity for us. We now know that we have become, that we have to become unencumbered by our baggage to get through the gate. The good news is that with God's help, we can rid ourselves of all of our baggage. We just truly need to know Jesus so that he will recognize us. And one way Jesus will know us is by our love. Jesus will know us by the love we have for the people we bring to him. You know, men and women are gathered into the kingdom of God mainly because others have been sent out to get them. The psalm refrain today is a command to go out to the whole world and spread the good news. The reading from Isaiah describes God sending fugitives from pagan nations back to their homes to gather their relatives to bring them to him. People come from all over because someone went to get them. And today that commandment is directed at us as well. We are the ones being sent out to bring others to God. You know, every mass ends with a commission. It ends with a commission to do just that. The deacon sends us off, and one of the the sendings is go and announce the gospel of the Lord. That's how we bring people back. The image of the gate should awaken us to this responsibility. We are all sent back to the people and the circumstances of our lives. We are sent to be ambassadors of the saving grace of God. Others will hear the power and see the glory of God only through us and in us. We are sent out to be the light shining on the hill for all to see. We are sent to be the yeast that enables the dough to rise. 
We proclaim the God we worship and service by the way we transact our business in our offices, in our supermarkets, in classrooms, in our neighborhood, and in family gatherings. The way we live proclaims to the world that salvation is for all, and we are evidence of this. We are to be the examples to make others say, I want that in my life. Christian life is a daily struggle to stay on the narrow path as we get closer to that gate. We cannot sit back and relax after we have made a personal commitment to Christ. We cannot remain stagnant in our loyalty to God's kingdom because we are called to be part of that kingdom. Jesus wants to recognize us when we get to the gate. And he will recognize us by how we responded to God's call.